0: We have Heather
1: Reeves, who is the director of funding at Secured Investment Corp. And you saw me; I had to read it because it's kind of a mouthful. Um, but Heather, I really appreciate your time. We're going to be talking about something that's relatively newer to my listeners. You know, we've we've talked about self-directed IRAs and and being infinite banking, and you know, a variety of other financial-related topics. However, this is going to be the first one I th- that I can recall that we are talking about uh, investing in this nature. Um, so I, I really appreciate your time. Um, but uh, before we kick things off, I'm going to send everybody to your website because I know there's a lot of information and a lot of resources there. So head over to securedinvestmentcorp.com for more information. And I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes. But Heather, was there any place else you'd like them to to send send them?
2: No, that's going to be their best source of information. And you know, once you mm-hmm. the listeners get to that website, um, they can get a lot of content and information on the website, but then they also have the ability to schedule an appointment to talk with myself or someone from my team if they'd like to explore options further.
1: So we're going to be chatting about real estate investing funds. And uh, we probably, should, I warned you that a lot of people that Listen to my show. Are relatively new to real estate investing, and they probably may not even know what that is. So let's start off with defining what a real estate investing fund actually is.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a great place to start. So um, you know, it's interesting. We, our company, historically got started with active real estate investors, so people that are actually buying real estate assets, whether they're fixing and flipping or holding it as rentals. And what we found was there was a lot of people out there that you know, for whatever reason, maybe they didn't have enough money to buy a piece of real estate, or they didn't have the time, but they liked the asset class of investing in something that was backed by residential real estate. So we naturally progressed into a fund management team. And this is essentially a real estate fund, where our fund members are in a pool with other investors, and we essentially manage the fund for them on their behalf. And this fund's assets are all composed of residential real estate assets. So we're not a commercial lender. We're not a self-storage lender. We're not doing syndication. It's really just a passive way to be able to invest in real estate and reap the benefits of it, but not invest as much money as you might need, not invest your time. You know, essentially we are managing it for them. So it's really an alternative asset class, um, you know, outside of your more traditional sources like the stock market and things like that. Um, But again, we focus on anything that's single family up to four units. That is our, we stay in our lane. We're we're a residential real estate fund.
1: Sure. So, you know, you mentioned syndication. It kind of sounds a little like syndication. and I can see how people might think that's the case, but can you kind of break down? You you mentioned you're doing single family homes. (laughs) I'm sure there's other people who run funds that do multifamily and and a variety of other things. But can you kind of break down exactly what it, how, how it's a little different? Because it almost <laughs> sounds like it, it's almost like the stock market to a certain extent.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing that is different between our fund and something that somebody would consider more of a syndication fund is, in my opinion, in my eyes, a syndication is something where you benefit long term, right? You invest in a syndication typically you agree to be paying a preferred or a guarantee, not necessarily a guaranteed rate, but a preferred rate. But the upside to an investor in the syndication is when that property is sold or refinanced, you you share in those profits. And that could be five years down the road. Mm-hmm. We focus on the residential space. And so our strategy is cash flow. So we take 75% of our fund balance and we create profit for the fund and the fund members through lending that money out. So we will lend money to other real estate investors that are looking for short-term loans. So the fund makes profit off things like interest payments, origin points. We take the other 25% of the fund balance and we invest that in real estate assets, mainly with the strategy to fix and flip. So again, it's a quick turn on the money. So investors that are looking for cash flow investments or very fast growth mode investments, our fund is a good option for that because all earnings are paid out on a monthly basis, um, and so depending upon what an investor strategy is, I I deal with people that are retiring, selling their business. You know, maybe they were self-employed and they're looking to replace that income stream. The cash flow side of it's very nice; they don't have to wait five years to see the profits. Um, but then also for your younger folks, um, I tell everybody, especially, I wish I would have done this when I was twenty years old. I wish I would have started a self-directed IRA um, because that is a great tax-deferred strategy. And with our fund, you can actually put it in growth mode so you can reinvest your earnings and just compound your your earnings in that sense. So that's the Mm -hmm. biggest difference. I think you see immediate earnings with our fund opposed to the long-term strategy, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just really dependent upon what the investor's looking for.
1: So your primary purpose, you said 75% of it goes to lending to other real estate investors who are What are they actively doing then? Fix and flipping themselves? Or what is that? How is that money typically used? I mean,
2: historically, it's been people fixing and flipping, but we all know markets are shifting, right? Um, There's a lot of opportunity right now in the markets for rentals. Um, So we have seen, you know, that kind of shift a little bit. Some of our borrowers are coming to us looking to buy properties to turn into rentals, you know, then they'll exit our loans with a longer term funding option. Um, but again, it's usually to, our money is usually used to acquire the property and maybe rehab it a little bit. So they're short-term in nature, usually a 12-month loan. Sure.
1: So it's kind of like that first part of the BRRRR strategy, right? Buy, rehab, refinance. Yep. So you're kind of filling that that first R there.
2: Yep, absolutely. And the nice thing with that is, you know, as far as from a risk assessment for the fund, when you're when you're dealing with short-term lending there's not as much risk in market shifting that quick, right? I mean, typically, if you're lending on something, it's pretty unlikely that in 12 months, you're going to see the markets drop, you know, lower than what you lent at. The other thing is, we only play in the affordable housing market. So we don't lend on jumbo high end homes, these are first time home buyer homes. Um, and we don't lend more than a 70% loan to value. So our loans are very low risk in nature, because there's such an equity play in them, um, which bodes well for our funds, you know, our, our, our fund performance of those types of assets does very well, because there's such a big equity position, our borrowers are, are very motivated to make their payments pay us off and use us for other funding, you know, sources.
1: So do you typically um, provide the funding for the purchase and and some of the rehab as well? Or is it just for the purchase? How does that look? The distributions?
2: Um, Both. So we will lend up to 90% of the purchase price, meaning they need to bring in 10% of that purchase price. And then we will lend 100% of rehab funds as long as it doesn't, as long as those two numbers combined don't exceed 70% loan to value. So the borrower would have to bring in closing costs, 10% of the purchase price and anything that would exceed that. So they're very low risk.
1: What kind of details do they have to provide you then to qualify for that, like uh, I'm sure that there has to be at least a business plan or plan of attack associated with that fix and flip, so that you have some insight as to what it's going to cost and what they plan to do, and then you probably do some due diligence yourself.
2: Yeah, we we have quite a checklist for underwriting. You know, people always ask us if we're a hard money lender. I think we're really more of a private money lender because we do have a pretty due diligence process. Um, You know, a couple things that we do is we only lend to entities because these need to be business purpose only loans. So we're not wanting to lend to someone that's living in the house. um, You know, and the reason for that is in the event of a foreclosure or default, it's harder to, you know, foreclose on those types of properties where it's owner occupied. So an entity in good standing, um, they need to have a contractor's bid so that we can see exactly what they're doing to the property to improve the, the value of it. Um, and then on the other side of that, we also um, hold back all rehab funds. So our borrowers have to come to us, say, hey, I've gotten the electrical done. We'll send an inspector out there, a third party that confirms whether the work's been done, and then we will reimburse them for those monies. Um, but outside of that, you know, the strengths of the borrower are important to us. I mean, we want to make sure they're, you know, um, in good standing with their credit. They can have but we want to know that if there's been any issues, those have been resolved, they need to be filing their taxes, and then providing um, financial bank statements, you know, to show us that they can service the debt, you know, and actually complete the rehab if need be. So I I tell people it's logic based lending, does the deal make sense? Is the value in the property, you know, in the event that we have to take it back? And are we putting this borrower in a good position where they're going to be successful, you know, finish the project, make themselves some money and Um, the goal is that they come back and borrow from us again. So it needs to be a win on both sides.
1: Sure. Are you limited to the area in the country that you're in then to to provide these type of resources?
2: We are probably in every state, but four states. So we're just about nationwide, but there are a handful of them. Nevada being one of them. We're not lending in Nevada. There's there's four of them that we are not in. Sure. For the most part, nationwide.
1: Okay. Well, if you want to see if this is a good fit for you um, on on the investment side, or maybe even the lending side, maybe head over to securedinvestmentcorp.com. And it does lead me to my next question on the secured investment corp. You're pretty blunt in the name of your company. What other ways is the investment secured?
2: Well, so when they when people invest in the fund, and I think, you know, the lending aspect of it that I just spoke about is really the active real estate investors. But for those folks that are, you know, on this podcast, and they're not necessarily wanting to, you know, jump in with both feet and take down a property, there's opportunity to invest in our funds. And we have a fund that's pretty unique, because it's open to everybody. Most real estate funds historically have been only open to high net worth accredited investors, mm-hmm. which we have a fund like that. We've had it for 10 years, but we felt like we were doing a huge disservice to all of our clients and the general public that want to invest and create wealth for themselves, but couldn't do that because of the SEC rules. So we now have a real estate fund where they can invest as little as $1,000 and just get started there. That, that fund is great for old 401k accounts that people haven't rolled over. You know, get those with a self-directed custodian, get that money working for you. And I have a lot of people that'll say, I've only got you know $3,000. How could I possibly get started? You can get started. That's how you create wealth. You have to start somewhere. And so that fund is a great option for that. Um, average yields on that fund are 8 to 10% annualized. I don't know if you pulled the savings accounts earnings recently, but I was terrified last week when I pulled a list of that at how many savings accounts are earning less than 1%. Um, so eight to 10 on small balances is a great opportunity. So that's how our fund is secured. All those loans that we originate, the fund owns, we don't own those, we manage it. All those properties that we buy are secured with that fund. Um, and those are all tangible assets. It's not like a stock account that can fluctuate and you know may dip lower than what the value was that you bought it at. These are tangible assets. Again, they're all residential real estate, um, and people can invest with as little as $1,000. So it's a great opportunity and a very secured fund.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So how liquid is that if somebody, else, somebody needed to access that?
2: So that's a really good question. The tie-up period is a year. So they, when people invest into the fund, they need to commit to staying in for 12 months, and then they can start to divest out after that. So it's fairly liquid. We're turning that money all the time. They're short-term notes. The real estate is being purchased and sold quickly. So it's fairly liquid, but they do have to commit to 12 months.
1: Sure. So let's talk about the history of this. How do, you know, and I typically start these type of questions off early in the conversation, but it kind of fits naturally here like how long has the business how how long has your company been in business and how had how did you find this niche
2: yeah so we actually as a company got started as a real estate education company so the other side of our company puts on events and we teach people how to buy and sell real estate, really. You know, so we, we were an education company that started over 20 years ago. And what we found was this was amazing. People were finding great deals, but there was a lack of funding for it, which naturally progressed into our private lending side of it. Uh, and what we found was we had a lot of investors that wanted to fund these deals, but it's a clunky process, you know, as a borrower, when you're ready to close and you got a hot deal, you got to close right, right away. Right. Um, and so what we found was, you know, we, we had the people that were looking for the money to borrow for their transactions. And we had the people that wanted to lend the money and we were trying to partner them up and we did that. Um, but we found 10 years ago that opening a fund was a much easier process and, people liked it better. People don't, you know, investors that invest in this kind of asset want to be retired and they want to get their earnings and they don't want to deal with headaches other than otherwise they'd be a real estate investor, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, um, the funds were a nice, uh, progression for us. So we've been managing funds for 10 years. Um, none of our funds have ever lost money. They're all regulated by the sec. We're in good standing, um, and, um, you know, they've been yielding anywhere from eight to 11% um, for the last 10 years. So they've done very well.
1: Oh, that sounds great. So you mentioned, uh, you know, the other part of it is the 25% of this fund is active fix and flipping your, yourself. Like, how do you, how do you manage that? And and where do you typically fix and flip those properties?
2: So uh, we are, we're, located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, For those of you folks that read the Wall Street Journal, it's like the hottest market right now. We're right next to Spokane, Washington. And so we only actively buy those types of real estate assets in our local market. Uh, We have a acquisition team that goes out and finds those deals for us. We have our own contracting crew. We're a licensed and bonded contractor. And so again, we only focus on real estate assets locally in our market. So Coeur Idaho specifically in Spokane, Washington is where we concentrate on those types of assets because we're not interested in rehabbing a house nine states over. That's not what we teach our clients to do and it's not what we practice as fund managers. Um, So those are all local assets.
1: Why why did you uh, make that decision to split it up like that, that you're doing some of this work yourself and then uh, helping other investors?
2: because it diversifies our portfolio, you know, in the event that our origination team is slower one month as a, as a fund management team, we can, we can kick it up with our assets that are actual real estate assets and vice versa. We live in an area that has really hard winters. um, And we don't sell as many properties through the winters, which means we can always, you know, um, ramp up the other side of it. And it's helped us have just a really consistent return. We don't want to have you know, high quarters where we're paying out this much. And then, you know, during November, December, January, the returns aren't as good. And so we wanted one to diversify. And then the second reason is really just to help us have consistent returns and be able to adjust and pivot as a fund management team.
1: Sure. So how many deals do you typically have fix and flipping yourself at a, at a given moment?
2: we like right now um, I'd say on average we'll have 10 real estate properties on the market for sale and we'll have 10 probably in some form of production. Um, again, we're not rehabbing high-end homes you know typically we're don't going in doing making sure electrical's up to code plumbing and things of that nature and then a lot of it's cosmetic. so we'll typically, um, you know, the, the average time to actually get it once we get into a house and have it back on the market is about three to four weeks. I'd say average time that we're in deals is about two two months, maybe three at the most.
1: Sure. So, you know, let's go back to the investment side of things. You know, if somebody is looking at something like this, you know, after listening to a podcast like this, I think a lot of people start to get an idea that real estate investing isn't easy. I mean, it's yeah. something that is a very active uh, job, <laughs> you're you're yeah. essentially creating yourself a job. Um, if somebody was interested in a in a fund like yours or a, you know or yours for that matter, what type of questions should they be asking to make sure it's it's a it's a good business, a good and a good fit?
2: That's a that's a really good question. So we actually just got involved with a company called VeraBest, and Basically, what Verivest does is they are a third-party company that is out there making sure that fund operators like ourselves are acting in good faith and are compliant. Because I'm going to tell people right now, there's a lot of really bad fund managers out there, and you need to be skeptical. You need to ask a lot of questions. Ask if they're an audited fund. Our funds are fully audited by an outside auditing firm on a yearly basis. That means a third party comes in looks at our bank statements, looks at our books, makes sure that we're being compliant. Um, But what Veribest does is they actually do that on a quarterly basis. And um, if people go to their website at VeraVest V-E-R-I-V-E-S-T, B-E-R-I-V-E-S-T, they'll see us on there. We are compliant and approved with them. And VeraVest has this huge initiative to weed out bad fund operators because they've been in the industry a long time. And I think fund managers and companies get a bad rap out there because again, there's a lot of really bad ones. Um, but you know, I, I, would, I would encourage people when they're doing their due diligence on companies and funds like ours, make sure they're audited funds, make sure they're regulated and, and registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. That's really important because those are outside eyes watching us, making sure that we are doing things as we should be. Um, you know, it, it's important and um, you know, we have full transparent fund reports. We can help supply people um, you know, and if they get a hold of me, um, we can talk about that and I can supply them with that information because I think it's important as a fund operator to be really transparent with your fund members.
1: That kind of does lead me to my next question regarding the reports. Like what kind of insights does the investor have into what's going on? You know, whether, is there an online portal? Do you receive paper reports?
2: Yep. How, so, how does it all look? Uh, we have an online portal um, where when people invest into our fund, they set up their username. And that's kind of I tell them it's our lifeline, they can always call us, we will always pick up the phone here. I think that's a big difference with us. But they also have online access. So um, that's especially important as people are setting up their accounts. Like I said, they can choose to have their earnings paid out, or they can choose to have their earnings reinvested. And I think When people are doing things like reinvesting, that's where there's a lot of room for error and fund managers to kind of fudge because people aren't expecting checks, right? So your online platform is where you can see those earnings being rolled back into your account. You can see exactly what your yield was on a monthly basis. Obviously, if you're getting checks, you see those checks coming to you or your IRA custodian. But yes, it's all online. We actually have to file our reports with the securities and exchange every quarter So those are public information and that's all of our financials. It's all on the SEC's website. Um, And then we send out quarterly information to our fund members, just keeping them, you know, privileged of what's going on, what we see in the marketplace, what our activity was like the quarter before. Um, So we're really transparent with all of that.
1: Sure. So, you know, talking about transparency, like uh, do you typically have people even coming and checking out like some of your personal fix and flipping and, Mm -hmm. Those type of activities there?
2: Yeah, we love when our our fund members or any client for that matter comes and stops by our office. A lot of our projects are located around where we physically have our corporate office. Um but yeah, people are always open to and we're open to them, you know, coming and look at those and, and we encourage that. And a lot of our clients do come into town. Um, I just had a couple last week stop by unannounced, and I think they purposely did it and we loved it. We want to show them around and We want to introduce them to the faces that they talk to on the phone when they have questions about their accounts and things like that. So we do encourage that. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, you have a lot of moving parts going on here. How do you keep track of it? How big is your staff?
2: So we have about 100 employees. There are three uh, fund managers. I am one, and then there are two others. Uh, Our CFO is our second fund manager, and then our third fund manager is our CEO, um, I have a team that works with me that raises capital, so um, that's a team of four of us. We have a full accounting team. Um, these funds require a lot of accounting um, responsibilities, so we have an a, um, accounting department where a portion of them are, are dedicated to the funds. We have an underwriting staff. We also service all those loans, so all those loans that we originate, we actually collect all the payments. So we have a servicing department of four individuals. We have a legal and compliance team. Yeah, we're pretty robust. And then we meet uh, multiple times a week as a team on different things. You know, whether it's with our property team. You know, our property acquisitions. We meet once a week on that. We meet with our servicing department on any problem accounts on a biweekly basis. We meet with our origination team twice a week um, for any deals that are of question that maybe the underwriter has questions about. So um, we're a very we're in very close quarters and we all work um, very closely together as a team. It takes it takes a tribe to manage these funds.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, and to to that extent, I mean you kind of have an extension of your team when you lend that money out. Like how involved do you sometimes have to get with uh, some of these some of these people who are trying to fix and flip, for example, with with the money you lend?
2: Um, that's actually a, a funny question because we just had a meeting about that today. So we meet on a biweekly basis on what we call our draw team. So these are the people where the borrowers will call them up, say, "Hey, we're ready for our draw." And so if there's any challenges, you know, we want. We want to be right there. We want to pulse on what's going on because then if they do have a problem, we can at least help them and coach them rather than not hearing about it for 10 months. And then we're realizing, oh, shoot, these people are having a huge problem. We would rather know right at the onset of the problem so we can help them. It's not often. Most of our borrowers are very sophisticated but, you know, challenges that come up are things like, hey, I, I had a flaky contractor. He took off. Okay, great. Let's get you back on track. Or there was a lot more work, you know, once we started tearing up walls, there was electrical issues, you know. So we would rather help them be successful than just take their properties back. We don't want their properties. We want them to pay. We want them to sell the property or refinance and pay us back. And so that's really the the approach that we take is let's help them be successful rather than back them in a corner. Um, And it's not often, most of our borrowers are very qualified, but you know, um, as an active real estate investor, nothing goes as planned, (laughs) plan (laughs) for the unexpected because it's Mm going to happen. Um, But we we would hope that they understand that we're a resource, you know, to to help them um, coach them through those challenges.
1: Well, I'd have to think that you're kind of in a unique situation. I mean, you you came from a training in real estate arm too. So you do have some of that bench to go to probably to, to help with some of that type of thing.
2: We've had students that we've called up, you know, hey, I got a guy with a problem in Missouri. Could you go check it out? And it is not uncommon to, you know, have that more sophisticated borrower that has experience help someone that's a little less experienced and help them get through their challenges. It happens all the time, you know, when we've had challenges. So our database being a nationwide education company and a nationwide lender means we are just broad. We have tons of, I mean, I can go in my database and, and pull up 200 people out of Missouri that could potentially help someone with a challenge. So that has been very helpful from a, you know, a portfolio management perspective.
1: Sure. So just to remind everybody again, head over to Secured Investment corp.com for a lot more details and see if this is a good fit for you uh, maybe is that that piece that you you might be missing with your retirement account
0: mm-hmm.
1: um before i let you go i'm going to wrap this up here now you know we're cl- closing in on our time but okay. heather is there a question you wished i would have asked you here tonight
2: uh you know i don't think so i think we covered so much i mean i I originally thought that my message was really just going to be about the funds, but I also want to make sure that people understand if they're more active and they're looking for funding for their projects, we can help them with that. And I guess probably if there was a question, what our motto here is. And I think that's something important to, to mention. We we have a motto, and we call it the circle of wealth. And we say that everybody's in a different place in the circle, right? Maybe you are brand new to real estate investing, and you come into our circle through the education, or you're more active and you're buying deals, but you need funding. And then there's the passive side that I deal more with. Um, But we would hope that everybody comes into that circle of wealth at some place. uh, And eventually, our goal is for everybody to become a passive investor once they start creating wealth for themselves and their family and start growing that side of their, their, their portfolio, because I think that's important too. We we encourage having multiple streams of income. So, um, you know, that would probably be the one thing that, um, I wish you would ask, but now we know circle of wealth.
1: Circle of wealth. Well, in a roundabout way, we got there, right? Yep. <laughs> so, well, Heather, it was great chatting with you. I hope you uh, consider coming back on again we can talk uh, more in detail on a couple other thoughts that, that, uh, came to mind now that, uh, we've chatted. Um, and, uh, but I really appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And for everyone that's interested or would like more information, they can visit our website at securedinvestmentcorp.com.
0: This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.